0: so the 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 too hard too fast this is the uh, the rock bottom for me and so it was uh, Super Bowl weekend all right welcome back
1: to too hard too fast the podcast with strong opinions about things that we may or may not know too much about uh, in nothing. order in order to broaden perspective um, today's Thursday we have a new podcast we have the second part to Chris's story this podcast we're gonna continue talking to Chris about his successes, about, about that question we get very often, am I an alcoholic? Does my partner think I'm an alcoholic? The, the answer actually is, is surprising. Um, and then we're going to get to that too hard, too fast story, and um, we can't wait for you guys to listen to it. Thank you for joining us. Uh, let's sit back, buckle up, and let's go too hard, too fast.
0: unconsciously if you do that now subconsciously if i knew that i had alcohol and i did it that would have ruined my sobriety day but i unconsciously i had no idea when Mm. i I, I cool that it had alcohol in it and so now consciously when i go into hebs i always look at the the labels just got to keep an open mind about stuff like that
1: Mm. but you still use a cbd in a way I, I do, just
0: kind yeah, of relax I do. And yeah and I just I, yeah I do, I do use CBD I, I went on a, a podcast this past week about it um I use um uh, I use CBD for the health benefits so what I use is I use it for a pain um I work out twice a day and so I do a lot of damage to my body seven days a week I don't take a day off and I've, I've done two days a week or two days a day I have I have not missed a day since I've been sober and so I've been and that's crazy, but I'm such an addict that I have to do it or or it doesn't make me feel right. And so um, my body takes a tear uh, in the gym and at night. And so I use CBD to help repair my body. I use a rub that they have. Um, and then at night, mm-hmm. rather than using like a NyQuil, um, I will do um, a CBD to, to ease my nerves and, and put me to sleep. And so... Uh, you do um, the drops or you... Probably not I did get the drops. I had, I had the drops. Um, I have some drops. Um, Rock Supplements um, is a supplement store here in San Antonio, and they have a um, a, a gummy that I really like. Um, and I take the gummy before I, I go to bed, and it just puts me out. And yeah, that, it, it, it,
1: it does it, help relax. Here, like, you know how you say, like, if I do one beer, then it's one beer, then it's a shot, then it's this, and then who knows? Yeah. It, it doesn't mess with your head in the fact like, oh, you want a different way to calm your nerves or like, I don't know. I think it would scare me if I was in that. Sense.
0: Yeah. And I and I thought about it and it's like, um, you know, it's totally doesn't have anything that's going to affect my sobriety in it. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it, it, you know, I, I encouraged even my mother to take it for her, her, her knees. She has bad knees. And, um, you know, I've spoken to a lot of people. Um, about the health effects that CBD can really improve over time, and so uh, that did cross my mind, George, when I started like initially taking it. It's like, am I going to get addicted to this? But uh, you know, it hasn't been a it hasn't been a big issue, man. It's just like caffeine. Like I I'm still addicted to caffeine. Like I, I drink caffeine all the time. I have to have it. Like I have to have a midday energy drink, and I have to do a pre workout before I work out. And it's just like CBD. Like I I use CBD. Uh, post-workout and I use it before I go to bed
1: and I, I guess the big differences with those things is they don't alter your mindset
0: the way yeah. the way alcohol will marijuana yeah. yep. and all that stuff right there's some people that think that you know uh, caffeine is a drug which it, I mm. guess technically it is but yeah. um, it, but I still, um, I still I still I still very it's highly it's legal bad. so it's fine yeah yeah I, <laughs> I'm still highly caffeine- if you could I'm do out- it at work right it's now. fine <laughs> yeah yeah.
1: Um, Chris, one thing I want to go back to is AA. Um, like you, I have a misconception of it as well. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Warm before the podcast, asking him, "Do you think like I have my own thing with religion right now? Like I grew up super religious. Yeah. And right now, like I, I'm in the process of questioning everything. Um, and not in a disrespectful. Like I think Warm and I, when we started the podcast we thought it would be good for us to have it together because he is very much, he studies religion and he believes in it uh, in, in his own way. And then he'll ask me things. And I purposely, knowing my stuff, I purposely play devil's advocate or whatever you want to call it. And I'll challenge him on certain things. Sure. So going back to AA, for someone that may be struggling and needs the help, uh, yeah. and someone to be there for them—a group, a person—but
0: they're not necessarily religious. Does that? Sure. Does that no. Do they put that aspect to them? Yeah, man. And you know, the thing is, is like, um, you know, I got, I have, I have probably ten, fifteen friends that I met through A that are still atheists that don't believe in God, and they, 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 AA saved them. It's. It comes down to this. Um, AA teaches you that you, for me, now this is speaking for me, is I believe that there is a God, and I ask that God to relieve me of my addiction to alcohol and substances, and he did that for me. He took, that, he took the obsession away from me. I, I don't know how to explain it, but I don't have the obsession now that I used to have I don't have to think about drinking. It's, it's gone, completely gone. And I asked for that and he provided that to me and I'm very grateful for that. However, you doesn't have to be a God and that's where the misconception comes into. And so there are tons and tons of people that come into AA that don't believe in God. They don't under their circumstances, whatever they may be, as you were mentioning, George, you're questioning, um, religion, a lot of people do. And so when they come in, AA teaches you that you just have to believe in something bigger than you. And that doesn't have to be a God. I've, I've heard it described as many other things, the doorknob, a book, your mother, uh, anything that you think is bigger than you that can help save you, that can be your higher power. Now for me, that higher power is, is God, but for other people, they may choose the higher powers as a tree that they used to play as in a kid and, and have really fond memories within a tree house. That's their higher power. And if they think of that, and if they think of that as their higher power to, to remove the obsession of drinking, it works for them and it's proven to work. But there is a misconception that you have to believe in God or have to be this religious person to join AA, which is not correct. Before joining, I thought the same thing. Like, this is, this is just going to be about religion, and it's not at all.
1: Because, yeah, I've heard it so many times from people that either <laughs> thinking they need help or maybe just wanting to quit and, and, or slow it down. And I don't know that, I don't like Worm said earlier, like, I don't think there's a slowdown when it comes down to, like you said, sobriety is sobriety, and you're done, it's a done deal but they all i you know they both, I said well just try aa and cuz that's all i know that's uh, that's yeah. what i know they said there's aa and said, like, no nah, i don't want to be all religious and having to pray and all that stuff and yeah. i didn't for me like well yeah. i'm glad you're saying that because that that really shows a different perspective
0: and the fact that you don't have to be religious you can just i like the way you said it and there's there's at least you know and a meeting that I go to, and I go to a meeting every day. And I don't have to; I'm not required to. I don't have papers that I have to do. I just go because, for an hour, spiritually, and I don't say that I don't say that religiously. I say that spiritually, um, and it tunes me into becoming a better person. It keeps me sober for the day. So if I can take an hour out of my day to tune into this meeting to help myself, I do it. And I'm not required to, but I still do it every single day. There's probably at least one person in each meeting that I go to that doesn't believe in God that is sober today because they saved them. And they still don't believe in God. They just believe in a higher power. And so you choose the higher power that's going to save you. And for the majority of people, I will say that they choose God. But for, for the others, it can be something else. And it just has to be something bigger than yourself.
1: The other thing I wonder when we're talking about uh, sobriety and or drinking in the sense in parties I think I it comes up a lot. Not or maybe not parties, but like gatherings and more so now that most of my friend group is married mm-hmm. you know, or, or have like girlfriends that are like uh, what's it what's the word? Serious girlfriends. So there's always that conversation like, oh, so and so he needs to quit because he's an alcoholic, or oh my god, he's an alcoholic, he's gonna go crazy. You know, and you know, it's that I don't wanna to I I don't wanna sound like it's that partner, like regardless. It could be female not, uh, or male, but they're talking about their partner. And it's like, oh, he needs, he's an alcoholic, just joking and kind of poking. And then the, yeah. the conversation always comes up. It's like, I'm not an alcoholic. Uh, I go to work every day. I get up for work. Or the question is like, what makes me an alcoholic? Does it make me an alcoholic just because I like to drink every day, kind of like Worm said? Or, or does that make you, or because I'd like to go hard on the weekends?
0: Where was I going with this question? There was... Like is I there? <laughs> I think I know where you're going. I think I know where you're going. So, the, I think what you're asking is like, what, 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 um, what, what would make somebody um, an alcoholic? Like what? And I think that term gets thrown around loosely uh, a lot. It's like the dude had like three drinks and you call him an alcoholic, but he stopped and and he quit drinking for the night. And he drove home. It
1: depends how big the drinks are.
0: Valid, valid you go down to uh what's that place downtown pat o'brien's and you have well, a the hurricanes. you're not wa- you're not walking you had three you're done. <laughs> yeah. you're done and i think i think when i used to drink i think i did the max at four and so yeah. three, whatever the max is i did it but um the thing is is like if how i again i'm not I don't call anybody an alcoholic. I, you know, you have to, you have to, you have to think of that. You, you have to determine that yourself. But for me, an alcoholic is somebody that when you start drinking and you're drinking and when you put that drink down and you can walk away and be good for the rest of the night and you're good, probably not an alcoholic. And if you, you put that drink down and you're already thinking Let me say this, while you're drinking that drink before you put it down, you're already thinking about the next drink, you might have an issue. And so that is where for me, like I was always thinking when they would give me a drink or a shot about the next drink before it was even poured. And so I was always wanting more and more and more. And there was never enough. I could drink the whole bar and there still wouldn't be enough. And so for me, that's that's where a person has to think is, man, I might be an alcoholic is, if you can't sit the drink down after two and walk away or whatever your limit is, you might have some sort of drinking problem. Hope that clears it up a little bit.
1: That's, that's, right. that's exactly what I wanted to ask. I just didn't know how to ask.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, that, that's like my, you no, know, I'm real close to my grandmother. She and I'll tell you a real, real quick story. So when I moved to Kansas to go to college, My grandmother kind of like adopted me in, and and, you know, I'm so grateful for her. She changed my life forever. She's the reason why I have some success today, and I give her all the credit. But she used to drink at night. She'd have Keystone Lights in her fridge, and I knew her routine. Keystone Light, Will of Fortune. She watched a CBS show, the Nightly News, and it would be it. She she'd drink like eight beers a night, but when the night when the Nightly News was done, she cut it off after eight beers every single night. She did this for like forty years, and I always think always think to myself like, man, she cannot. She can just turn it off like that, and she did. And but when I gave up drinking. And I told her that I was giving up drinking. She told me that, hey, you know what? I don't want you to go alone through this. I'm going to do this with you. And I'm thinking like, she's going to give up her keystone life that she's been drinking for 40 years with me. But she did. She did do it. And she stayed sober until she passed away last month. And she was completely sober when she died. And she stayed true to her word and she never picked up a drink again. And so um, for her, you know, Many people used to call her an alcoholic, but she never got out of control. She always knew when to turn it off. And when she told me that she was going to quit drinking, she quit drinking and she stayed sober with me. Wow. That's powerful. And I think that's what
1: people that are seeking help, um, they probably fail because they don't have that backing. They mean, you know, somebody, whether it's family or friends, just having someone that's going to do it with you or just support you while you're doing it. And I think that's what you have you, and I've seen that uh, from your mom, your sister. I did not know your your mom your grandma's story, but yeah you it from your mom and your sister how much they support you, mm-hmm. and especially from your mom because I see her every day um, always have, always has something good to say about both of you, your mom and your sister i mean your you and your sister um, and it's funny i the last thing I want to ask you is like, I want to talk about your success, like what are you doing now? um because I see you on Facebook and I see your your social media as you kind of look hey man you're doing something good you got a business uh support group that I see and I don't know what it's too much about maybe because you can explain it in a little bit but you so, also almost look like a model are you modeling?
0: <laughs> uh, I do I do some things like that I don't even know how I got into the business man but uh, yeah, we do some. So to touch real quick on the business side, uh, you know, I am I'm, I'm part. I'm a president of this group called President Business Professionals of San Antonio. And what we do is, uh, we go around San Antonio and we have um, these these events at different locations and we raise money for nonprofits. And so we raise, you know, either from about. Five hundred to two thousand dollars an event, and all that money goes to a uh, all the prop. We don't keep anything; goes to the nonprofit, and we pick a different nonprofit each month of the year. Now we've had to stop that due to the corona, but we've been doing that for the past three years, and so I'm very proud of that organization. and uh, again, that's Business Professionals of San Antonio. It's open to anybody that wants to come join. We usually meet uh, the second Wednesday of each month at different locations. There, It's all over social media. Um, for the modeling stuff, man, I don't know how I got into that. I started doing some things um, on Ken's Five. And then, man, this is huge. I just got picked up by Express. And that is, I don't know how that happened. Mm. But I show ex- the, my one of my favorite stores it used to be Structure. Now it's Express. I, I wear their stuff. And they, they asked me to do some things on social media, so man, I'm like super stoked about that. I don't know how that happened, but uh, I'm grateful for the opportunity.
1: Yeah, yeah, we were reading that. That's that's a, a brand ambassador. Is that what that's called? Yeah,
0: it's a brand ambassador. So what it is is hey, they, what is that? <laughs> they, yeah, well, I'll clarify. So what it is is they'll uh, they they have you wear items. Um, and you 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 basically post it on your Instagram of what they want you to wear, or they will have you go get items, and then they'll just they'll send you the 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 points uh, to 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 basically pick it out and wear it on on Instagram. And so they're they're doing it via social media, but they're wanting you to wear a specific clothing item um, for your audience. And so that's the way that they advertise. And so got picked as a brand and back for them and so super cool super kind of humbling um i got my first email like two weeks ago and i didn't tell anybody except for my mom my sister and then i thought i would share it so yeah that's what that is man awesome. super neat so it's yeah, just right. something
1: that you get selected for it's nothing you could apply for or pursue it's just uh yeah, it, it's yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't fit in their people's work what yeah, Brandon- I know. How can <laughs> I become a
0: Brandon yeah. Bass? <laughs> yeah, am to I too
1: do? ugly? Uh, <laughs> you know, that's why I wear a mask, man. I, I, people say hey, you're too ugly. So, all right, then I just cover up.
0: See, I would always I would always, I would always, always um, tag their things or clothing items because that's my favorite store. And, you know, I tell people all the time, like, I remember I couldn't even afford their stuff. You know, I was broke. Like, I, I'd go to the clearance and get their stuff and I'd still rock it. And it didn't even match, but I'd still wear it because it was express. <laughs> and so I would just tag them and all their stuff. And yeah, so it's super cool that uh, I get to work with them now.
1: Man, Congrats. Awesome. And then it's funny, I asked them about the modeling because I was talking to your mom yesterday and was, we were talking about the podcast. And she goes, uh, I hope you can tell your story correct, or I told her, I hope I can make justice to her story. Uh, but if I fail, at least they will make a great thumbnail because he's easy on the eyes. And she <laughs> just started laughing so hard, she turned red. I don't know if it was red out of embarrassment or from the joke, but it was just, it was awesome to see her laugh
0: so hard. Man, one of my favorite things to do is when uh, you guys are on break, uh, you know, I know we're in a crazy time right now, but previously, like during the Christmas breaks, man, uh, you know, during the holiday season, Ken's Five would have us uh, come and do like a fashion show or whatever during their Great DSA show. And one of my favorite things in the world was taking my mom to that show because her eyes just lit up and she would be there with us in the back and she was on stage and she was so proud and happy. And it's just some of those memories that I have, as I talked about earlier, living in the moment, appreciating those things, uh, you know, that's just, that's the things that truly made me happy today.
1: Okay. Chris, we won't take you, uh, we won't take up too much more of your time, but we do have one more question, one
0: more question? that cool.
1: Worm loves to ask our guests. And we've gone through your whole story for the most part. We purposely left one thing out. And I think it's that one thing that's going to tie, uh, that may hit a switch with everybody, make them, make them start thinking once they learn your perspective. So we're do the honors and ask the question. Yeah. So whatever you feel comfortable sharing though, um, just a moment or, or a memory or a story you have of going too hard, too fast.
0: Yeah. So the, the, the too hard, too fast, this is the, uh, the rock bottom for me. And so it was, uh, Super Bowl weekend 2017 in Houston, Texas. Mm. If you all remember that correctly, that's the biggest comeback ever in Super Bowl history it was mm. against the, the Patriots and Rams. My uh, college buddy, um, is one of my best friends, works for the NFL network, invited me out to Houston for the weekend, um, got me the ticket, hotel room, everything. It was a dream come true. Never been to a Super Bowl. Um, go out there with another buddy. Um, we get out there and, man, I just start, you know, from from Friday night, um, we get to the hotel and it just, like, goes back to, to college years, man. We are just pounding drinks at the hotel, going hard in the paint until, like, six in the morning, wake up on Saturday, just in Houston. We do all the, uh, the Super Bowl festivities and uh, I hardly remember any of them, man. And we'd go do all these little... That we have the past to go through everything it was like if it's a dream come true, bad thing is, I was so inebriated that I don't really remember any of it, so we go through that I blackout on Saturday, uh wake up on Sunday morning, hung over, go down, and do it all over again. Well, I was so drunk that going into the game like I barely remember getting into the Super Bowl um we watched the game and um I remember you know um briefly being awake for the second half. And I remember the comeback. I remember being there and, but I was always thinking when I was in that, it's crazy. Like you're in a freaking Super Bowl, and you're, all you're thinking about is, is continuing to drink, and get messed up that you've been doing all weekend, but that's how mine was thinking. And so I, you know, we, we did it, we got on the field. Like it was awesome, man. It was like a dream come true. But then that night, um, we just go hard in the pain again. And then when I get back to San Antonio, um, You know that's I think it was that Monday I called into work and um, I decided to go what I I went I met a girl at a a Mexican restaurant here down the street at like 12 o'clock in the afternoon when I had been drinking since Friday and we just get blackout drunk I was blackout drunk on that Monday after the Super Bowl until like 4 p.m. took an uber home lost my wallet in the uber got dropped off at my place woke up didn't know where i was in my room completely black at like 2 p.m 2 a.m in the morning scared to death all that partying all everything i did that entire four days had finally caught up to me and i thought that i was going to die and i remember laying in that bed and i was like oh this is it like i just had a you know, a crazy weekend, I did a whole bunch of things to my body, like my body shutting down, I thought I was about to die. It's like 2am in the morning, I call my mom, which I was a grown man 35 years old. And I told her that I thought I was going to die. And I could hear tears in her voice. And I could, I could hear everything just the you know, mother doesn't want to hear. And I remember laying there like checking my pulse, having an anxiety attack, thinking I was going to die. And I get a text um, when I finally woke up, I don't know how I went to sleep, but it was like six o'clock that Tuesday morning, I got a text from my sister, which I still have my phone today. And it said, hey, he's like, mom, tell me what happened. You're gonna lose me, you're gonna lose mom if you continue on this road, this is your final warning. And I sat there in that bed and I thought about it and I just put the phone down and I looked up to God and I said, look, man, I'm done with this. I need to stop drinking. I need to have this lifestyle over. Change me to become the man I've always wanted to become. Nothing happened. There wasn't some spectacular moon shooting across my sky, or the ceiling raising up, or some fire coming out, or anything like that. But that that next day, um, I went to AA, and it changed my life forever. And that was my too hard, too fast moment. Wow! Uh, I think. When you uh, think of
1: the rock bottom, it's different for everybody. Some people get arrested, yeah. some people get close to that, that near-death experience. and I think you may have been feeling that as well. Uh, for some people, it probably happens very physical where they actually get in a car crash and you know things like that. It's different for everybody, and it, like you said earlier, you have to decide when you're done. and I think that's the hardest thing for people to do.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, man. It ultimately comes down to you. And I know I had to make that decision that day. I was going to lose everything. Like I said, it, rock bottom is different for everyone. Like I didn't, I, w- I didn't get arrested. Thank God I could have, uh, I didn't go to, you know, hospital. I could have, I should have probably, I wasn't too healthy at that moment when I called my mom, but um, you know, I, for me laying in that bed, getting that text, looking up in my current situation where I was that morning, I needed to make that ultimate decision to quit it all. And so I did.
1: I think the story, it almost sounds negative, but I think it's one of the most positive things you could say, because from there you've made the change. You made a positive change. And, you know, you've been able to experience a new life. Like you said, you're living a new life. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that you came on this podcast to tell the story. Um, I think whoever's listening I hope it helps someone and I and we won't know but I hope it does um, I want to end with if someone is looking for help whether it's San Antonio in San Antonio or outside of San Antonio right now with the whole Rona situation where can we do we just google an AA meeting or
0: yeah all you all you have to do and, and technology makes it so easy today is just you can put it in your phone um, you just put aa or you can put uh you can put help with alcohol in san antonio places will come up uh, but yeah you can just uh, you can put the, the a in your phone and you can call and they'll direct you to the zoom uh, the majority of um places still today they still do zoom some places like the place that I go to has in-person meetings, but it, I've just got to a point where, you know, we're in this crazy part of time where zooms are just so it's just so easy accessible to, to your daily lifestyle. And so I choose to do the zoom meetings. I get the same um, type of feeling and I actually get, I think I get more locked in. It's just me instead of, you know, other people in the room. So I prefer that, but yeah, all you have to do is use your phone and you'll, it's easy to find. That's awesome. Perfect.
1: Chris, um, if somebody wants to get in touch with you or <laughs> yeah, Chris, so, yeah, uh, cool to follow your story, I mean, I'm, I, I know I follow you. I, I, I respect what you guys have, what you have going on. So I think somebody else might benefit from it as well.
0: Yeah, um, I, I use so- social media as a platform to to uh, try to inspire others. So, uh, you know, I don't really post anything negative on there. Everything that, you know, is very family oriented and, and try to be a positive light in those people that are really dark places. I know that sounds cliche, but it's the truth. Um, so you can find me on uh, on Facebook at Christopher Motts, just like it's spelled on the podcast. You can find me on Instagram the same way and on Twitter on uh, at Chris Motts, um, at, at Chris Motts. So um, you just put my name in there, I'll pop up. Perfect. With that said, once again, Chris,
1: thank you for coming on the yeah, podcast. Thank you. We really appreciate yes. hearing your story. Uh, no doubt. With that said, another podcast down the drain. Worm, what are you going to say? You look like Chris and you want to be a brand ambassador for Too Hard Too Fast? Let us know in the comments. There you go. (laughs) Only if you look like Chris, though. (laughs) (laughs) With that said, guys, remember, dare to be you, dare to be weird. Uh, We'll see you guys on the next podcast. Bye.
0: Thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, Thanks for being on. All right, I I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that, guys. Uh, That was fun. Didn't even feel like it was an hour, hour and a half.